Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Pertinence uh, punctuated, and Alhamdulillah, it is uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida, the Medina University graduate, astute businessman, and uh, a top humanitarian imam of uh, the uh, Musalla there at Sales in Mahatma Gandhi Boulevard, Junubi, Africa, in Durban. It's uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida. Assalamu alaikum. Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And Jazakallah khair for joining us on your segment of Pertinence or Punctuated. How are you, Yahi? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, to my brother uh, Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of Marcus and Sahaba this evening. The voice of our Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. Allah Ta'ala has been blessing us with a beautiful weather. And uh, actually, it's not too cold, not too hot. But we are having the best of weather, Shaf, for which we need to thank Allah Ta'ala enough for that. Uh, I mean, uh, we are nothing without Allah Ta'ala. Let's put it in simple. Yes, sir, Sheikh Shoyamaida really uh, agreed with that. And, you know, something that is uh, very rife in our country is uh, that uh, people are confronting each other, uh, are intolerant of each other. And uh, in our topic uh, this evening, uh, we have decided that, that we'll talk about uh, conflict avoidance and, uh, you know, to avoid uh, confrontation. And, you know, when you look at uh, conflict avoidance, uh, is a person's method of, uh, you know, reacting to conflict, which attempts, uh, you know, to avoid directly confronting the issue at hand. Method of doing this uh, can include changing the subject, putting off uh, the discussion until later, or simply not bringing up the subject at all or of contention. But then uh, conflict avoidance, is uh, something uh, that will uh, make sure that we, when you have an underlying issue, it will be there forever and ever. Your thoughts on that, Sheikh? You see, Chef, uh, it is very good sometimes to avoid the conflicts, which actually saves people from saying things they don't mean. And also sometimes it's not good to avoid the conflicts because uh, certain conflicts comes with a lot of education. And uh, a lot of meaning to it, you know. Not every conflict has meaning to it, but some conflicts do have uh, meaning to it. So if you understand you're wrong in that situation that comes in, the better way to be a Muslim is actually to stand up and actually own up your mistakes. You know, a lot I said that, you know, speak the truth, whether it is against you, speak the truth to say you're on the wrong. That way it saves the country, conflicts. And sometimes, the better way to solve the conflict like this, Shaf, is just to keep on listening because the more you listen is the more you get answers to the conflict. So if you start butting in in between while the next person is talking, whereby somebody wants to have the voices heard and the next person, you want to raise your voice, then actually it is not good. Rather, uh, avoid that kind of situation. Maybe just walk away from the conflict. You know, accept whatsoever people may say to you, call you a coward or whatever they may call you, accept that. But at a later stage, when the situation comes down, it's good actually to come back in a wiser manner to the same situation so that you understand where things went wrong so that you have this resolved. As you said, that if you run away from the conflict, it will never be resolved. You'll just still be hanging there. So don't allow this kind of situation where you have something that is hanging because maybe you avoided to talk about it or maybe the situation was too tense. When the situation is tensed up, as you said, just move away from the situation at that very moment and wait until people's heads comes down and go back uh, to actually uh, face the situation and actually resolve it in the very best possible way where nobody gets hurt or where nobody uh, gets belittled. 
Uh, Sheikh Shaibaida, whilst you're talking, I was thinking, you know, people often do this uh, because uh, they're afraid of getting hurt or being rejected or feeling uncomfortable. They may also do it to avoid a power struggle. But then if you've got uh, individuals uh, that, you know, have uh, really big egos or someone that says, oh, I'll show him, he's got all the fuluts. And today guns are so readily available. You can see politicians killing each other just for position of power. You find that, uh, you know, hitmen hide at, uh, you know, at, at, at uh, next to nothing and to go and do jobs uh, for these uh, people that, you know, they say may at, at the moment say, oh, we're avoiding it. But uh, they are more dangerous than, uh, you know, the innocent flower. But there's a serpent beneath it. Uh, how do you react to that, uh, Sheikh? Uh, you see, Sheikh, this situation will always be there. We can never avoid these situations. What we do now, if you revert everything to Allah to say, I lay my uh constitution or my institute to Allah and whatever happens should happen through the will of Allah Ta'ala, then leave it that way. So if that person decides to do a nonsensical act whereby they want to take your life out, you know yourself at the end of the day because all your sins, all your wrongdoing has been taken on somebody's head. It becomes a blessing to you in disguise. But although the people that are onlookers like yourself and myself we want to feel at ease about it. Say, no, look at this patient. He's done A, B, C, D. How can he do that? A lot of things, a lot of questions will come in where this patient have to take it into custody. But now, as you said, full loose stocks. So, I mean, they'll say, no, I didn't do anything. I was not there. I was in job when this happened. Then they say from that because simply they got money. So we mustn't worry about people that do things out of, uh, actually, um, uh, out of arrogance or maybe out of showing that they were big ego and they got money and they will do whatever they can do. You know, leave it to the hands of Allah. If they want to harm you, let them harm you. At the end of the day, you sit in Allah's hands. You know, and nothing will harm you if Allah doesn't want uh, anything to harm you. And you never die when Allah doesn't want you to die. So if you die, it's your time. But at least the way you've gone is that somebody have actually uh, volunteered to give you a free, gen- a free gender. So for that, I'll say it's a blessing in these guys. But as we said, Look, it's not, it does not leave a good taste in a, uh, in a human way of thinking, child. That's true, Sheikh Shoebaida. And you know, generally, you find a genuine person who will uh, you know, avoid confrontation, <coughs> and they tend to value peace and the status quo. And you know, they don't like uh, to have uh, a hustle and bustle and noise. And they prefer the routine where they have a better chance of achieving an absence of confrontation. You know, they avoid it and the veering of the track. But uh, then uh, you find, uh, we told in the House of Islam, that we should enjoin good and forbid evil, and that if we see, uh, uh, you know, evil being perpetrated, or, you know, and then we should uh, first use uh, force to get rid of that uh, thing. Uh, secondly, you know, we should be uh, talking directly to the individual. And thirdly, if we, uh, <clears throat> we can't manage those first two things, then we should, uh, you know, in our heart, not like it, uh, Sheikh. You as an Adima perhaps could uh, elaborate a little more on that. Yeah, Shaf, you know, you just said uh, the best actual solution that our Nabi Sallallahu has given us. You know, first is exactly to use force. Use your hands to remove evil and obstacle that you can see is harming yourself or the next Muslim. And if you can, then you speak about it. The third option, Shaf, uh, I don't think is a good uh, option to go into it because uh, Nabi said that shows the weakness of your faith, weakness in Iman. So let's not be weak in Iman. Let's use the two options where you use force to remove evil. Second one, you speak about it, you know, raise an awareness that this is not right and actually get a lot of people actually to understand the issue and also they must speak about it. 
so if we speak in masses, definitely whether the person will be uh, too strong or too many guns, as long as a lot of people are talking about it, they know that exposures are just uh, uh, at a split of a second, so they will try and avoid that. But once people are keeping quiet, nobody's saying anything, then it gives them a, uh, a, a high ego where they can go because they know uh, nobody will say anything, nobody speaks about anything. So as you said, so I want to be a starter. So let's actually practice our sunnah in this. You know, um, and you say, they say, you know, it is evil enough for a good man to watch a wrong man doing evil and don't do anything about it. So, I mean, it's as well as committing actually a sin. If you see someone committing a sin and you cannot stop them. So we have to be the strong Muslims that actually stands up for the hack and at the same time do not fear anybody but fear Allah Ta'ala and stand up for whatsoever is right and that can voice your opinion in that regard to make sure people understand what is right and also to understand what is wrong. You know, Sheikh Sharimaida, there's uh, many different ways of uh, avoiding a confrontation and, uh, you know, sometimes people come there, hey, but, you know, Sheikh Sharimaida, you said this and you, you, know, you said this and you said that about me and uh, did you really say that? And you say, hey, man, hey, small issues, this guy making a big thing. And then, you know, you say, hey, man, there's no such thing. What are you making issue out of tissue? Uh, will that be considered a lie? Yeah, you see, um, at the end of the day, Shaf, as I said, Allah said, you must speak the truth, even if it is against you. So let's just be honest. Let's speak about it. If you said something bad about the next person, I mean, let's be, let's man up to our mistakes and say, yes, I did say that, and my apologies. I'm human, I did that, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you, but you must remember. That's why sometimes it says, um, you know, for you to be a better Muslim, you know, or whosoever believes in like that must speak the truth or must keep quiet. You know, this is another lesson that says, uh, it's rather you stay quiet than say something because Sometimes, Sharp, you can say something that is good, but people misconstrue the information and actually say it in the wrong way. I mean, it happens. I can say, no, Sharp is my bra. You know, we do this together. They say, oh, you see, Sharp, he does wrong things with Sheikh Maida. He said it. You know, people can actually take the information in the wrong way and turn the whole issue into a tissue, as you said just, just now. But the best part, normally, <coughs> is just when you say it wrong, something that is wrong. Man up and own up your mistake. And if somebody comes, even before they confront you, rather confront them first and say, listen, I'm so sorry, we had this issue and it's, I did say this about you. So that saves you at the end of the day. And also, you won't be sitting and waiting. When is the brother going to hear and when am I going to get a confrontation? So at all the times, rather avoid um, making comments that are not relevant, that might harm the next person or say things that the next person will not be happy with. Rather avoid that kind of conversation. Speak anybody directly, but don't indirectly speak big things about people because you don't know how the message is going to go across. It's going to go in the same original form that you've said it, or someone is going to add certain information, or maybe take out some information so that there must be a conflict between people. Sir. Now that's a good point indeed. And then you find you know individuals that uh, they have a fear of, uh, or you know they avoid expressing. Uh, themselves and so forth and the reason being they say no if i express myself this guy is double my size he's got double my muscles and maybe i'll catch a catch a tight clap from him uh well, how's your reaction to that Tashe? no no definitely you know do not belittle yourself you know you're a human being and Lauta has given you wisdom and he has created you for a specific reason and being a muslim 
you have to be understood. You are, your voice has to be heard. Where there's a huge person who stands double your size, if something is not clear, you have to okay, clarify. Say, bye, listen, this is how the issue is. Please do not get it from the wrong side. This is what I said. If there's an witness and there was A, B, C, D, that was in that space when I spoke about this, you can't communicate with them. They'll tell you exactly what I said. But don't go shy away because you're scared of the size of the person. Because if you do that, they might exaggerate the issue and add more nonsense to the issue because you're not saying anything. And then you might end up getting in trouble because you didn't count yourself out of the situation. So we have to speak our mind. It doesn't matter where it is, where there's people that have money and you've got nothing, but speak your mind and let your voice be heard. As long as that's the truth and there's a the truth in what you're saying, make sure the truth is heard and that will safeguard you. And also somebody else might be safeguarded through you speaking like that, Shah. Now, Sheikh Shai, by that, I'm thinking, you know, in yesteryear, if there was a confrontation, if there's a problem with an individual, with another individual, you know what happened, Sheikh? The entire families used to get involved. So is this one individual going to tell the big brother, the big brother will tell the uh, fa- grandfather or the father, and the grandfather will call all the boys together, said, listen, this issue, where the grandfather will be in the front, has to be, you know what? It has to be solved. Let's go. And then they went, Sheikh, you can imagine 15, 20, because they're all living in, uh, you know, that uh, big family, not unicellular family, but those big families. I think you you know what I'm talking about. And they go to the house. There, the the grandfather of that house sits there and they start talking. And they call maybe another. And if they don't agree, you know what happened, Sheikh? There was a war. There was a para. How was that issue, uh, you know, those yesteryears? Maybe it was better that way, Sheikh? Well, uh, Shaf, uh, we can't say there was anything better to that situation <laughs> where actually the whole family was drawn into the, into the war, you know? I mean, that was also not good at all. But the thing is, you see, the moment we are actually, we align ourselves to the uh, basic guidelines that the dean has given us, definitely we won't be having issues like this. Remember what Allah said to you and me, he says, um, you know, Whenever anybody comes with you with the news that actually implicates somebody negatively, make sure you get to the bottom of, of it, you know. So don't pass the judgment based on hearing from Sheikh Maida saying, no, I saw Shaf, he was eating this, he was doing that, and uh, I know he stole some kebab from this place, and you take it because Sheikh Maida said it. Really, it doesn't add up. Uh, I says, then you start judging uh, Brother Shafat in the wrong way because you heard from Sheikh Maida. You know, Allah says, you know, it's not good. Because at the end of the day, you come back to the story and you hear that, you know, Shafat did pay for those kebabs for, uh, about a month ago, so he was just speaking of what he paid for. And now the people become fools because we misjudged you at the end of the day and we didn't go back uh, to the root of the issue to find out what actually happened to be to that position. So Dean of Islam Shaf is the best of the religions. He teaches us actually to uh, go into the root of issues. In that way, once you go into the root of the issues, we are easily we easily identify the problem and also the solution will come from Allah, which makes everybody happy. Whether I was wrong, I accept that I was wrong, and everybody will be happy. I said, people, I'm so sorry. It was me who caused the problem. I misunderstood the story, and this is how I said the story. And in the process, I caused all this commotion. Please forgive me, and I don't think I'll do this again. I know it's not good, and it can cause a lot of problems. And once we do that, chap, you see. Communities come back together and things go back to normal as soon as possible. But the moment I stand my ground because I don't want to be embarrassed or embarrass my family, 
Then I say, no, I didn't, and yet I did. Then it becomes a problem, Shad, because simply we have drifted away from the basic uh, aligned rules that the dean has guided us through, Shad. So true, Sheikh I, I spoke to you about that uh, old scenario where the you know, fam, whole family is bent with the grandfather at the head and so forth. Uh, but we have come a long way, yeah, Sheikh Maida. And alhamdulillah, you know, the uh, ulama fraternity uh, has come to the fore. And uh, generally today, generally what happens uh, when there's a conflict between, uh, you know, neighbors or uh, even brothers? So what happens, uh, Sheikh Shreem, either they'll go to the Jamis or ulama or they'll go to the local imam of the masjid. And he becomes the mediator. And, uh, you know, in, in, in most instances, uh, the, uh, the, both the parties will listen to the verdict uh, given by the Imam, uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida. So, uh, I mean, that's maybe the best way of solving issues. You see, Shaf, that's the best way of solving issues. And uh, most especially if the ulama stand their ground and also if the ulama actually help them to actually save the deen based on the sunnah and uh, uh, based on the Quran and the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu That's where uh, things should be resolved. And I know the ulama are good at that way. They bring the parties together and listen to the side of the story, what happened and what transpired. And then from there, you find the guideline and solution. And as an alim, actually, you must always tell the people that, listen, whatsoever we're going to do is based on what Allah wants us to do and uh, the guidelines of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu so the truth have to be spoken, even if you're on the wrong side, accept you're on the wrong side and speak the truth. And that way, we are going to come with an amicable solution that will resolve our issue. And I know there's certain items that are doing that, Shaf. And uh, yes, you find in the community, there's a lot of peace and uh, there's a lot of muhabbat because what the alim wants of the people is not to ridicule anybody for that sake, but to actually guide people to say, this is where we go wrong sometimes. Let's try and pull from, from being on the wrong side because this can divide us and actually destroy our family uh, lineage and ties. And we don't want to have a society that has got no family uh, morals and family actually uh, ties. We want a society that values its family ties and also values each and every individual that lives within that uh, uh, environment. So, so that will only happen when people are honest with each other and when they wrong each other, they come forward and say, I'm wrong, please forgive me. And that's how we go forward as a society. We must remember for us to live in a smooth and actually a good, sound society, there must be some mistakes happening. And how we handle those mistakes is how our society gets uh, good uh, gets, gets good and strong. Or if we mishandle those, that's when actually our society becomes polar and there will not be peace in the societies because there is no basic guidelines to resolve uh, conflicts in those societies, Shah. You know, Sheikh Shuaimada, sometimes you have that individual when there is this confrontation and that person is feeling really, you know, frustrated about it. And, you know, the word I'm looking for is even lousy. And then what happens? He bottles up his feelings and, you know, maybe later on he explodes on the wrong person. But even bottling up your feeling, I mean, uh, it can lead to a lot of ill health. But then what you do? You take it out on the wrong person, uh, Sheikh Shuaimaida. Yes, Shaf, I think that happens more often in our communities where actually there's a lot of people. I mean, this we need to speak this uh, blunt. There's people that actually bottle up issues, be it family issues, be it uh, issues between husband and wife, issues between uh, a person and the employee and the employer. You know, it happens where people will bottle up the issue, situation where they do not see, speak to anybody. 
And once you do that, as you said, Shaf, it actually causes a lot of havoc in the life of the person that's bottling this kind of information. Because one, <clears throat> you get depressed. And two, you become a bitter person and not a uh, very comfortable person to be around. And then thirdly, once you do that, you open up the doors for Shaitan to give you the most brilliant ideas you can ever think of. Because Shaitan now will come to you and say, look, you're so depressed in this position because of that. Just take a little bit of drugs, sniff a little bit of drugs, and you'll be fine. You forget all the issues and you'll be fine. Oh, go get involved with guys that are indulging in alcohol. Once you get drunk, you forget the issues. And what the person forgets is that if you go take drugs or you take alcohol, maybe that problem will be forgotten at that very moment when you are intoxicated. But the moment you regain uh, you actually your life back to normal, when all these intoxins are going from your system, that problem is right in front of your nose. So it's not resolved. It's just you put it on pause. So what is a better solution? To put the problem on pause, you wake up and you find the same problem sitting by you, or to head, uh, to, to, meet, uh, to, to actually tackle the problem head on so that it's resolved. So in that way, don't bother issues. Try and find someone. As a human, there must be someone that actually you can confide in. Find one person in your area or who's your friend that you can confide with. When you have issues, speak to the person on a positive note and ask the person to say, please, don't judge me one, but two, if I've done something wrong too, don't hold back the information because I'm afraid. Please explain to me that I was wrong and this is why it came to where it is. And that way, inshallah, will be safe, no bottling of issues. You're talking about it and your life goes uh, by the day it goes and you don't have anything that's holding you back because you want actually to make sure that you are on the right path. But you're bottling it. So when it explodes, it explodes in a wrong way, Shah. Yeah, Jazakallah for that, uh, Sheikh Shari Maida. And what about those individuals? You know, they say, hey, man, let's loosen this. Let's make this thing uh, go away. And they're making jokes uh, during uh, confrontation. Can that be an icebreaker? And now sometimes you need to look at the situation first, Chad, because, uh, you know, if in the situation that the person is too upset and you can see through their face, they're even shaking and even the eyes are going so red. And you can see they're very uncomfortable around everybody. You can't be cracking jokes in that moment because then the person will look at you like this one is making a mock out of me and maybe let me do something because I cannot live with people that actually uh, see me in this manner. Rather, maybe I might just take a string and hang myself in that way. I forget uh, this problem and it's gone for me and I'm gone from this problem. This is which is which happens quite often. So if the person in that position, don't try and crack jokes on the person but try first to calm them down and to make sure they're in the position where they can start reasoning and thinking again. Then you talk them through the problem and try and assist them so that they don't get in that position again. But when it comes to cracking jokes, there is a time for that, but we have to watch and monitor if it is the correct time to do that. And if it's not, let's pull back from that because it might add more fuel to the person's misery, Shaf. Now, Shakespeare, my that the reality of the whole situation is, uh, you know, when you're repressing your emotions, and I, you know, 100% Shakespeare, by the, it can negatively affect your physical and mental health, and uh, this is a factor, Shay. No, no, definitely, definitely, expressing your emotions can be one of the most uh, drilling factors in your life. You know, it will affect you physically and mentally, psychologically as well. You get affected with that, so it's uh, not a smooth transition. That comes with that. But if you have Allah on your side, 
And you know, you reading back to Allah, Ya Allah, guide me through whatever I'm going through. And Ya Allah, I know through you I'm going to get the answer of what I'm looking for. And Ya Allah, I know through you all my issues that are worrying me are going to be resolved. Then that way you find that, inshallah, this uh, transition goes on very smooth because you put Allah Ta'ala first. You know, and as we said uh, before, Sometimes it's also good to look back to say, why am I sitting in this kind of situation? Look back where we went wrong in life. And once we go uh, looking back and identify a few mistakes that we made, we might pinpoint our situation based on that to say, maybe it's because of A, B, C, D, F, G. Now, Ya Allah, I want to change my life. I don't want to do this again because I know in my heart it could be what triggered this kind of reaction that I'm sitting in today. And that way we move forward. Inshallah, we won't be having issues. Sir. Now, good point. And, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's good to have a, con- a, a conflict because uh, sometimes, you know, if someone violates your boundaries, Sheikh Shreemaida, it might be necessary to reinforce uh, or to draw your boundaries and reinforce uh, those boundaries by confronting that person and saying, you know, this is me and this is how I am. I won't tramp your toes if you don't tramp my toes. But if you tramp my toes, be careful. Because you know what, I don't tolerate nonsense, and uh, I live by these uh, calls, or these are my, you know, I'm a person that uh, I'm uh, Sharia compliant, and I obey the laws of Allah, Allah, Rasul. And uh, you know, if you transgress on boundaries, then uh, you're looking for trouble with me, Sheikh Shuri Maida. No, no, that is good. Most if you're confronting a, a fellow Muslim brother, but now if the confrontation is against someone who's out on your deed. Then you need to find another angle. You must remember that wisdom is the key to everything. So you must find a wise way to get the uh, information across. Or let's say the act of violating your rights as a Muslim. You know, you call them one side and uh, have a chat with them. Listen, my neighbor, I value and actually I look up to you. I know if anything happens in my yard, you're the first person that will jump is you. But now look at these one, two, three things. I'm a bit confused. Please, could you explain to me why this is happening? You know, that way you're putting the boy in the court and let them talk to you. And even if it was a tyrant, when you come to them in that kind of manner, with a lot of wisdom and showing that you care for them, you've got so much of respect for them, definitely they'll look back and say, yeah, I was doing something wrong. I didn't know that I was harming my neighbor. You know, I, I don't think I should be doing this. They'll come down and they'll explain to you how, how they did and you explain to you where you don't like it. And that way to get resolved straightforward because, look, you have shown that you care for, them, for your neighbor and you have shown that you've got respect for them. And even coming to talk to them is out of respect to get the issue that is actually not sitting well with you resolved in a manner that it does not explode. So that way, inshallah, you might be able to come up with good answers, sir. Yeah, you know, Sheikh Shoemaida, a lot of people, a lot of people, they dislike uh, conflict. And in most cases, you know, conflict avoidance uh, did ha- uh, harm them. And they just, uh, some of them, you know, just gave up and, you know, ended up being sickly people and so forth. But uh, sometimes it's uh, good to stand your ground. I know you are like that. And I've been like that always. If I found anything wrong, I took it up there and then. And you might be, get unpopular for a few months or so. But in the, in hindsight, people get to see, no, no, man, that guy was right. And uh, he did the right thing. And that's why, you know, if you speak the truth, you prosper. And if you do uh, the wrong things, and if you don't do things that... Uh, uh, you know, that don't please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do things that don't please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you're in trouble. Uh, you will just ever away and divine decree will ensure that, uh, you know, you know more in uh, uh, in the equation, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, 
your thoughts and your parting words uh, this evening? Chef, what you said is uh, quite right. You know, definitely, you know, there is certain certain times where you need to get involved in that confrontation in order to get things right. You need to speak up your mind. As you said, you might be unpopular for some time, but at a later stage, people come to realize, to say the brother was standing up for the truth. And the dean wants us to be standing for the truth. So don't bottle things up because you're avoiding confrontation, but speak in a manner that you come with wisdom, where the next person who's doing that to you must understand that they've been wrong and they couldn't be doing, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. But all that comes in once you're wise and you know your limits when it becomes so to, to a Muslim, you understand these are the guidelines that I have to follow. I have to make sure things are done right and I have to make sure I do not harm the next person. I do, I must make sure that the next person is happier, you know, so that I'm happy or so that way you come out solution that keeps the communities and your neighborhood are bound together in peace and harmony. And that's what you should be doing as Muslims. And once again, Shav, Jazakallah for the beautiful show. Really, uh, this is what we're having today. A lot of people are sitting in that position where there's no confrontation simply because of uh, maybe the status, financial status, and sometimes maybe because of family status. But you have to speak up uh, what right and what is what, what is true. You must stand your ground, whether you, you think you're small, but you speaking up and being right, being an honest person of what you've seen, definitely can change the whole scenario and make people understand that what was done was wrong and this is the right way and people learn that way and your community or your family will prosper through you standing up than you bottling the information and not saying anything sharp. Jazakallah khaira, once again, already adding a value to your segment on pertinence punctuated. You have a, mashallah, beautiful day, uh, night ahead, sorry, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for our break. And get back, Molana Salim Karima will be joining us, continuing with his topic on the seerah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.